0: Greetings fellow Queenies. Life got you down. Are you concerned for the well-being of our spinning green globe? Well, Bri and Fred have got you sorted. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. I've heard the police in PEI are in search of a gastro-attacking Brit that left his hotel room in a state worse than the who in the 1970s. Now, this. Brand new angle, highly commendable Seaside Pod Review. Woo-hoo. Seaside Pod So, uh, Kev, Mm -hmm. Randy here. It's Randy, your buddy Randy.
1: Oh yeah, I I recognize you by your face.
0: You're familiar with my face, I see. Yeah, But I gotta tell you, the last time I saw you, uh, the hue of your skin was rather green (laughs) uh, and it, it was almost as though you were just trying to keep your lunch or supper as it were down how you you feeling today
1: well i'm feeling very good today but i'd say no more than seven minutes after i hung up on zoom with you i went and discharged the entire contents Mm. of my i think my entire body not just my stomach into the into the bowl of the hotel room in uh in charlotte town prince Edward island where i was staying so it was it was horrific
0: you left a little piece of Kev in PEI. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: I, not a little piece. No, it was quite a large piece. <laughs> <laughs> and then again the next morning and most of the night. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a horror. Wait, okay, so you know, you know, Randy, I'm a big fan of science, big fan of evolution. I believe in evolution. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's pretty much spot on, but here's well, a you know question what? Hang for on, you. Hang on. Jesus, right, okay. said,
0: Jesus said it's okay, so yeah. <laughs> so if Wait, Jesus, Jesus says it's okay, then go on about this. Imaginary evolution thing
1: you're going on. Here. Go on. <laughs> well, my question is: Is when you've hurled everything out of your body, mm-hmm. why does your body feel the need to carry on making you just wretch into the darkness for no reason? Like, Punish- what's it trying to get rid for- of anymore? There's nothing there. There's nothing there.
0: <laughs> punishment for all of your sins. Jesus makes that's you your puke. that's your body's way of saying go fuck yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I fucking knew the Cardinal would be at play in this. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: just your body's way of saying, uh, go fuck yourself.
1: Oh, man, yeah, it was a good trip, though. Really, really fun trip. I had a lot of very good beer out there. Hung out with some of my good friends from Atlantic Canada, which was fantastic.
0: Well, I yeah. don't even know what you're doing there, Kev. What were you doing? What
1: was the purpose? It was our annual general meeting. We haven't had one since before the COVID times, so I think this is oh, yeah. the first, first one in three three years yeah yeah which was good to get together and see everyone because yeah i'm I'm all the people out in atlantic canada are just marvelous right we're just genuinely good people okay. um so it's great sim yeah very cool how about you what, cool was your, what was your week indeed. like did you manage how did you manage without me that's the question
0: well i gotta be honest it was rather tricky <laughs> uh i will tell you this though Because, uh, I mean, you know this, Kev, but our viewers maybe don't, or listeners don't maybe know this, is that I'm an absolute hopeless romantic. And uh, (laughs) I took my lovely wife out for supper. uh, And it was, you know, it was wonderful. Uh, Burger King. And then (laughs) then we went to the superstore, which I affectionately call the stupid store, and we bought a vacuum sealer. And that was a very, very raucous night out. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm, I mean, you, yes. you really you,
1: you really went to town, eh? You painted the I, town, or beige, yeah. I think, for safe to say. Yeah.
0: yeah, and then I allowed I allowed us to at least consume one alcoholic beverage, and then straight to bed, Kev. Straight to bed? Straight to bed, I had lots to do the next day.
1: Different, separate rooms? <laughs> <laughs> Lights off?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know i gotta say honestly tr- tr- uh, the truth of the matter is that a part of that story is true except not burger king <laughs> we actually went out to a very nice restaurant <laughs> but we genuinely did go and buy a vacuum sealer after at the stupid store and it's a little embarrassing to say how actually completely pleased i was with the fact that that's what <laughs> i had purchased and i immediately set the vacuum sealing
1: and and is, is the vacuum now sealed that's this is the, the question on everyone's lips is yeah. Is, has the performance of the vacuum cleaner been mm-hmm. increased significantly?
0: Vacuum sealer. uh, Yes. It, the va- it, there's many seals been vacuumed since. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, i oh, tell sorry. you. sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, not, not, a, something vacuum seal, not, not, not a vacuum cleaner. Not a seal on your vacuum cleaner.
0: No, no. A vacuum oh. sealer, like so that you can, you know, you got leftover chicken that you don't want to eat tomorrow. Oh. You, you seal it up and, and then you put it in your freezer and you can freeze it, it you know. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's even more fucking boring than.
0: Yeah, you both see. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. This is what's happened. I used to be young and cool and hip and, you know, out jet setting and, well, not jet setting as much as, you know, in my car, but, you know, doing all kinds of exciting things. And this is what I've been fucking reduced to.
1: This is the uh, the beauty of uh, domestication. Let's say that. And I have been, long live it.
0: I've been fully domesticated, apparently,
1: for many years. Well, you know, I don't know if this past weekend, Randy, you paid any attention to the old uh, music festival that was going on in the UK, the old, uh, the old Glastonbury. Well,
0: i I did watch. Uh, I did watch uh, Rick Astley. I heard he was really good. Play, play his his big hit. Yeah. Uh, and fuck, man, he killed it, man. He's fucking great. The guy's awesome. I, I was quite, I was
1: quite impressed, actually. So yeah, a little bit. How about you? no i i didn't watch too much well and partially because one of the things with glastonbury these days is that everyone just whines about it which is a bit like come on it's a music festival i know that there are bands there that you would rather they weren't and there are bands who aren't there you think should be and all this kind of stuff but for the most part it's like i don't know there's just, just people playing music just you know that's mm-hmm. freddie said it's, it's only a fucking album it's only a fucking rock concert people just let it go you know however yeah I will say this Randy I did check out just from some of the online uh, murmuring about it mm. Guns of Roses
0: Oh okay yeah
1: and Dave Grohl came out as you know I'm a big Dave Grohl fan not everyone is but I am um came out to play Paradise City as the the closer with them and it sounded like the, the band sounded great I still think Doug yeah. McKagan's a massively underrated rocker I fucking love that guy but man Axel Rose mm-hmm. eh, he's done like I mean he, I think he was done a while ago if you listen to some GnR fans but it was yeah. To the point where you think, "Oh, mate, this is—he's got nothing left. He's got no power left. He can't sing." Yeah. yeah, and it's just—it's 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 it, gone past. Like, because you know, me and you have talked about this. Whether you like his tone or not, and I struggle with it these days. I used to be a huge Guns and Roses fan, and now I struggle a little bit with his tone and his affectations. But he could always belt. Like he could always project. And he had lots of power to his voice. And once that's gone, you think, oh, "Man, there's nothing left there."
0: Well, so I mean. I'll agree with you on some points and then <laughs>
1: and <all that. laughs> yeah.
0: so uh I don't think he was ever really a, a great singer. I don't think he ever oh, no, really no, had no. a ton of power behind his voice. And that's okay. just my opinion. Uh now I think they managed to get him to sound good on, on the albums and his high falsetto sounds pretty good. Uh really, like you know, uh what's the song where he sings in his lower register? That's that uh, off of the 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 big album there. Fuck I can't remember the name
1: of Appetize. it.
0: Appetizers for Destruction. Uh, Mr. Brownstone. Oh, I They've love that track. Dancing with Mr. Brown. You know when he's singing that, mm-hmm. that's that's his true register. That's where his voice is. Yeah, everything else is just forcing into his falsetto. And I think he's just ripped it so long, uh, that it, it is just gone. But but yeah. if you listen to some of the early early days stuff, when he's doing his high falsetto, it's it's fucking not not that good. Roping. Uh, and and you understand you uh, yeah see. see you know, me and my opinions, but the Guns N' Roses had one good album and it was Appetite for Destruction. And <laughs> that's it. Why they're so revered and so loved is really beyond me. Slash is a great guitar player, did way cooler things with other other bands and his own band, you know, and you are always one who points out as soon as Duff left, it's like, oh, the songwriting went the fucking shit. Well, and, and Izzy,
1: as soon as Izzy Stradlin left, it's like, well, there's no real point in this oh, anymore. Izzy
0: because... is who I meant. Yeah, so it, was Izzy, it was Yes, like, that's yeah, who I actually just, meant. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Uh so yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in beating that that dead they, they they've been beaten. They've been beaten.
1: Yeah. Like but episode. you know what? It was like I said, it was I think well, maybe not now, but when they came through they were in vagina, right? A few years back. It just I think just pre-pandemic, maybe? Was it? Could be, yeah. Was it just post? And I didn't go because again, like I struggle with Axel's voice, but I really should have gone because I really would like to go see Duff and Slash. Because I've never seen those two play, right? And I do like those two as musicians. And they seem pretty fucking cool. Like, they're not just, you know, they're not Motley Crue dickheads. That, you know what I mean? Like, there's something about them they are at least a little bit more serious about music. And I don't know. I anyway. saw
0: them I saw them when they came through with their uh, Stone Temple Pilot band there. What were they called?
1: Velvet Revolver.
0: I saw them with both those guys with Velvet Revolver and uh, Matt Sorum on the drums, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't know. So I saw, yeah, so I saw those guys together uh, and Duff and Slash were fucking great. Yeah, you should go see them. Yeah, and so I, was Matt. And so was oh my. How, how come I can't think of the fucking name of that lead singer guy? Fuck,
1: Scott, was he good? Scott Whelan. Scott Wayland. Yeah. Wayland?
0: Yeah, he, okay. yeah, he or I don't know. That's how I pronounce it. But uh, yeah, he he fucking ruled the fucking, and he could fucking sing that.
1: But yeah, guy. it's kind of an well, not kind of. was very eccentric, wasn't he? It? He's kind of like that Dave Lee Roth character. Is what I've always got the sense from. Uh, other than a, a good live singer and I'm not going to open that kind of worms but but always that kind of really flamboyant energetic frontman is my, my sense of the guy
0: it was so cool he came out he came out of course you know he can't smoke indoors so he was smoking a cigarette
1: <laughs> hang on a minute oh. Donnie is smoking now <laughs> Try to carry on, but I'm shocked and appalled.
0: And uh, and he had a bullhorn, which of course, right away, is cool. And he's super skinny, and he had these leather pants on, and he had like a, a, like a Nazi hat, you know, right. just kind of saying "fuck you" to the world. And I, I forget the opening song; it was one of the Velvet Revolver tunes, and and fucking kicked it. And and then they played some GNR tunes, and then they played some Stone Temple Pilots tunes. It was yeah. actually a fucking great
1: concert. Yeah, really glad to have seen them. When that was a was that an audience downtown?
0: Uh, it was at oh, the, it? the hockey, there's the big, the big an arena show.
1: Oh, it was the arena. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Because remember, someone saying they saw Slash with Miles Kennedy, and that was at the Odeon Event Center. It's like, are you fucking get like that's a great venue to go see Slash play guitar because it's so small. What's yeah. that like, five, 500 maybe? I don't the know Odeon? much is it oh, that many? Yeah, yeah,
0: probably five, six, something like
1: yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, You know, I've been thinking a little bit, Randy, about the name of our podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: It's and great, think, isn't it?
1: Um, we're, well, we're, we've lost a few people because I was thinking about, you know, seaside pod review. Uh-huh. Some people might think that these are like, you know, tanning pods or or pods that you can, you know, m- oh. movable things that you can put on the beach to go drinking or relaxing, tanning. And people so, tune in and they think that's what they're getting. They think they're getting a, a you know a review of I don't know beach vestibules, and then they get us two jabbering on about this fucking rock band. Maybe that's so- it.
0: Do you think that's do you think we've actually had we've actually lost some listeners like they've listened for 38 episodes and they're finally they're just like oh they're i don't done. I don't think this is about <laughs> you know pods on the side of the sea at all. Do you think that's what's happening now at this juncture?
1: I think we've lost them. I think we've gone fuck. So well, here's my cunning, here's my cunning plan. We'll start reviewing yeah. a few at the start of every episode. <laughs>
0: okay. Fucking done and fucking dusted. <laughs> you listen you guys There's problems. We have answers.
1: I mean, they're not good answers. They're not not good answers, but they are answers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Well, should we do some social media? You know, we should start with Randy when we do social media, because we're two weeks behind now with our rambling. So we talked about this offline. We're not going to cover all the comments for I Want It All. So if you commented on that and you were hoping that it will be read out, totally sorry, but it's going to take us like six hours if we do that. So, but we will read the poll results. So, the poll and I just
0: think I think all in all fairness though we should make sure that the person to blame is thoroughly blamed. And yeah. so Kevin I I'm, yeah. I'm assuming right now you're hanging your head in shame.
1: I I and yes yes.
0: Good because you guys listen if you want to take your take your your frustrations out don't tweet uncle randy uncle randy's fucking all cool here he was ready to go. He didn't eat no bad seafood that was
1: it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I should, I should say that there were lots of very nice comments so thank you for everybody wish me well but <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted all, I wasn't sure about this one because I wasn't, I mean, for me, it was sort of a no brainer that it's a it was a champion and I love that song and it's got an emotional resonance, but I didn't know how it would sort of fit in the queen fandom. So I guessed 70, 30. Oh, you guessed 60, 40. Oh. How did the how did the poll come out, Randy?
0: Well, we we're both ultimately sort of wrong, weren't we? So it's 85 mm-hmm. and a half uh, for champion. And 11 and a half bites the dust. Yeah, it's not. It, that's definitely not what we predicted. It's
1: Interesting. comprehensive. Yeah. Interesting. But we will move to the poll for last week's episode, the short yes. episode, on um, Starfleet. Starfleet, yes. Which I should mention, I think I posted this on social media. I went to a record store in Prince Edward Island, in Charlottetown. Um, awesome little place. It's like, it's just on a, on a residential street and it's a, a, a house that someone's converted into a record store and they don't have a ton in there. It's probably about, you know, you know, vinyl exchange downtown. It's probably about, I don't know, an eighth or a 10th of the volume that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found, I found the Starfleet project for $15. Wow. I was like, well, fucking get in my bag. I'm going to take it home. 15 on. bucks. 15 bucks. Yep. Nice. How, seriously dirty or scratched or how did it look? In great condition. Oh, Like nice, fucking nice. great. It was because I took it the cassette. Yeah, I took it out. You know, and some. You know, as, as you're a connoisseur, as a vinyl connoisseur, Randy, when you go in and it's a used record and it's still in the original sleeve. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, maybe they haven't cleaned this or they haven't looked at it and whatnot. Took it out and held it up to the light, and it's virtually immaculate. So beautiful. Nice. Good score, Kev. Um. So yeah, this one we didn't guess, so we can't sort of. You know, I can't lord it over you that I got it right and you got it wrong, which I did on the last one. So I suppose I could, but um, so it was 59.6% champion and only 40.4% bites the dust. Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty divisive
0: here. Our buddy uh, Jim C. Curtis Sparkle says, Never heard it before. Never want to hear it again. What a pile of shit. Starfleet, my fucking bollocks! <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> so uh, but just in okay, case. so I'm just going to extrapolate. And (laughs) I think what's happening here is that Jim is not a fan. That's sort of the way it's looking.
1: I think that's fairly safe to say. Yeah. Yeah, And we got into, into, I asked him why he was so grumpy and he said, it's the burning internal rage that keeps me young and vibrant. So, you know, (laughs) whatever gets you through the night, Jim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Lisa Malloy says dust for me only due to Brian's vocals, which are rather thin and reedy. I usually love his vocals, but not on this track which we kind of disagreed about that. If you remember, you probably don't remember because you haven't listened to this in Christ. I don't know. We recorded that back in, I think it was February or something. February or March, yeah. it might've been. Yeah, yeah. it was but a while ago. But sort of, as I was listening and editing, I'd kind of mentioned that I, you know, I've said this before that on The Rockers, Brian's voice when he gets to those upper registers is a bit, it just thin out a bit. And you'd said that you thought his vocal was great on this. So, yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Uh, our buddy, Paul Moody, champion. Catchy tune. And played on by two of the greatest players to ever, Spank the Plank, which I gotta say right now, uh, I love that, Paul, and I will be using that forever forward. <laughs> Spank the Plank. Both great songwriters who deserve to wank off for the rest of the mini album. <laughs> All those solos, Deaky's Worst Nightmare. Brilliant. Thanks, Paul. Tweet of the it's the tweet. Of the it's a tweet.
1: Of the week. And as I commented too that not only have you got Eddie Van Halen and Brian May, who are two of the you know biggest pioneers in in rock and guitar, absolutely. But you've also got, I, you could argue that those are two of the most sort of famous, unique guitars. Like you know you've got, um, you've got Angus's SG which is super famous, but that's an SG. Lots Mm -hmm. of people had an SG. No one had a Red Special. No one had a Frankenstrap. So the two just completely unique guitars that make this fucking amazing sound. Get them both in a room together. Can you imagine being in a room with both those guitars? I think I'd faint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dominic Pierce says, thanks for the foresight of pre-recording a spare episode. Uh, It is much appreciated. As far as Starfleet is concerned, it's a dust from the Queen catalogue perspective. Never in the top half of Queen songs. From Brian's catalogue, however... It is a champion all day long. So I'm left wondering. I don't know which yeah. way Dominic voted. And I'm not too sure if have heard from Dominic before. So if you are commenting for the first time, Dominic, thank you.
0: Our buddy Brycey. I remember when this was released, all my Van Halen friends had to acknowledge Brian May <laughs> now as an unlikely friend and match with uh, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, the mini LP is rough and ready, but loud and noisy. Guitars on steroids. An awesome champ bracy. yeah i agree i agree uh, uh it's definitely it's definitely rough and ready uh it really does and i think i, I do recall we did say this it does sound like a jam session because that's that's ultimately what it was just by you know <laughs> some fucking amazing yeah.
1: guitar players <laughs> by two by two well actually five guys really well, because when you think about whole... you know the, the rhythm section is fucking outstanding too so of course
0: of course yes yeah yeah, like we shouldn't make this all about the the wankaroo that is uh, <laughs> Eddie and and Brian.
1: But when that's going on, it's hard to pay attention to too much else, right? Because you're just basking in the glow of this insane. Yeah. Like, okay, let's get Eddie Van Halen and Brian May together. Oh, great! They're going to do something super. You know, they write a song. Or they're, no, they're going to cover this fucking theme tune from a 1980s kids <laughs> show. All right, cool. I'm in. I'm in. I'm fucking, fucking in. That's
0: it, brilliant. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Rob Marr says, all this one really does is make me nostalgic for the TV series, <laughs> <laughs> ah, which forms a power triangle with the Battle of the Planets and Terrahawks. Dust, but not with any malice. I like that it's, it's, I like that it's free of malice. That's great.
1: Do you, uh, did you? Have, was Terrahawks a thing here, and
0: No, no. I, I don't know what that is. And I was just going to actually ask oh, you what, man, what I Terrahawks
1: could've... is. So we'll, just, we'll just play a little bit of the Terrahawks theme for uh, Mr. Woods. It's kind of like a, it's a, well, a puppet sort of, you know. TV show. Oh, okay. Terrahawks stay on this <laughs> channel. This is an emergency.
0: Earth attacked. <laughs> awesome, eh? Hey? You know, uh, I, I'm just, I assume that most of our listeners are roughly in the same, uh, age category as you and I are, but, uh, every once in a while I'll look back and I'll see something like that and I'll think, man, we were so easily amused. <laughs> Weren't we? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, that didn't happen over here, but I would have fucking
1: loved it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, those, all the well, Thunderbirds, <laughs> Thunderbirds are go and like, they were, they were Thunderbird, cool, Thunderbird. man. Yep, and Thunderbird yep. two, the big green fucker. It's like, give me one of those. <laughs> So Alice's dad uh, with the blue tick, which we should always acknowledge, Randy, because, you know, he's put it in there. He's taken the effort to put the, the Welsh flag on the blue tick. So, you know.
0: He's got it, yeah.
1: So that's our friend uh, Barry John Williams says, never heard this before, as it was practically impossible to find it. Unfortunately, it's a duster for me. It has a feeling of a B-side and not a great one at like that. A shame, as I expected a lot more from them. And you know what, Barry? Um, I would encourage you to give, once it's re-released, I don't know if it's up on the streaming platforms right now, the, the original version, but give the full version a listen because the one that we played was just the uh, the single edit and man it's just so much fun don't think of it as a song think of it exactly as Randy said as a jam session of two or five great musicians just having a lot of fun and i think that will skew you a little bit maybe
0: yeah yeah that's that's a good point it is because it is not it is a uh, yeah it's, it's it's just a jam session uh em ling says it's guitar ecstasy which uh I love that's great. It is guitar it's, ecstasy. Uh, so Alex Small, thing. it's okay, but okay, don't make it a champion. <laughs> Catchy but not something I would race to listen to and never a fan of the album either. So Alex is uh, pretty much saying uh, fuck that shit.
1: I'm I'm guessing that Alex is not not going to be rushing out to buy the uh, you know, no. the deluxe box set. No.
0: And you Which know I'm- what? That, that's exactly what Alex should do because uh, <laughs> it's his money, right?
1: Steven Ursel. Can't muster a massive amount of enthusiasm, and this is pretty niche, but yeah, go on, champion. Good fun, a touch of nostalgia, and enjoyable guitar god vibes. Agree with Randy, Brian's voice does the job nicely. So there you go. People agreeing with you again, Randy.
0: Well, it's good. I really do like to have my opinions echoed back to me.
1: (laughs) From the pulpit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Facebook, Lisa Malloy. I hope you don't have any Estevan listeners found this illuminating wee blurb. Estevan is known as a mining, oil, and power generation city with a very strong entrepreneurial spirit. Estevan is the home of a number of excellent recreational and educational facilities, and a great pride is taken in ensuring a positive community growth agenda, making Estevan a great place to live, work, and do business. So... I do. I do. I'm glad that you looked that up, Lisa. And uh, <laughs> I I w- i am just going to, uh, I'm just going to just rein in here for just one quick second. Um, I'm going to put on the Cardinal hat real quickly and uh, <laughs> go fuck yourself.
1: I suspect, <laughs> I suspect that whoever's in charge of um, City Hall and Estevan in charge of like, you know, promoting Estevan got on Wikipedia. I Went and did some edits to the fucking the page because that is not Estevan. Well,
0: like I said, like I'm sure I've said it here, we call it uh, Deprestevan or <laughs> possibly
1: Incestevan, whichever <laughs> way you prefer. I mean, both at the same time. Both, it? sure, yeah. Not a you know, it's not a binary decision. Paul Roberts, no mention for some rock steady drumming from Brian May's REO Speedwagon buddy, Alan Gratzer. Go and listen to some early real. Grazo was Mr. Dependable, the glue that held the band together. Yeah, man, like,
0: like I yeah, said, we did, we, we
1: really, and when I went back and listened to it, we really didn't talk about I know. anything other than Brian and, and Eddie, but yeah, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, what a super all-star group they put together for that. That's super cool.
1: Man, I'm so excited for that. I know, it, you know, I, I was showing you the other day, and we were, uh, talking about like you you know because there's like i don't know seven or eight or nine or ten different edits of starfleet and six or seven different edits of let me out and whatnot and you were just laughing because it's like but i can't wait i just can't wait to hear them all <laughs> give me more and just feed me this is what i want Oh, <laughs> uh, brilliant and um we should mention to you quickly randy that uh the boys over at and the podcast will rock they are in a mashup episode covering the Starfleet release when it comes out. So you know what? Hmm. Maybe we'll even go live. Who knows? Who knows, folks? You know what? We'll figure something out, and we'll let you know, and we'll we'll tell you what's going on.
0: That uh, does seem like madness, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, how are we supposed to edit out all the ridiculous things that I say?
1: After well, here's, here's the said. trick. Here's the here's the trick. What Uh-oh. you do is you, you get Corey Morris to host because he is fucking amazing at hosting podcasts and it mm. keeps everyone else on track and he can fill when people are fumbling and he's just, he's just a legend. So we'll be all right. We'll be in safe hands with Corey.
0: Oh, good, good, good. Yes. I, I, I know Corey's the master.
1: All right. You know what? I think it's time, Randy. We've jabbed on for a little bit now. Let's um, let's play some queen. Is okay. there anything that you're thinking of that you would like to listen to tonight?
0: I want Vintage. Queen. You want Vintage, okay.
1: I want Vintage. You, Kev? Well, we haven't had anything from The Works, and we haven't had anything from Kind of Magic yet. Nothing. Not one single track. We're half done a day at the races. So I want something from, I want, you know what? I'm going to go Princes of the Universe and Kind of Magic. That's what I'm going with.
0: And this is episode what? Are we on here?
1: That's a good question, that, Randy. That's something that I should definitely know, isn't it?
0: Whatever. Anyhow, very interesting that we have not had any socks off those albums yet.
1: I'm Thinking back about, you know, the Van Halen podcast, I don't think it was too long before they'd at least covered one song from every album. Now, having said that, there aren't as many Van Halen albums. So, you know. But, yeah, I'm going kind of magic, and I definitely want to hear uh, Prince of the Universe. So I guess we'll see what happens. Should we spin this, fucker? Roll it. We're going to get something from Made in Heaven. I can just feel it in my water. As it slows down. Oh, look at that. It just went past. Uh Oh oh well okay now we're not getting something from a kind of magic but we are getting something from the other album i talked about the works so we haven't covered a song from the works yet what are we talking about tonight
0: is this the world we created from the works question mark. Wow. i don't know from the title that i've heard this
1: one so this will be interesting okay i assume that you definitely watched the live aid performance yeah, of Queen's live performance, so if you that now, after they did their their set, Freddie and Brian came on back on later at night when it was like it was dark and the the floodlights were out and whatnot, and they did this song acoustic. So mm. if you if it does end up sounding familiar, that might end up being where it's from. So okay, cool. But you know what we should do? Research. Yeah, research. It's fucking the worst part of the podcast, eh? Do we, we got to read your... and think? Research. Do your research.
0: And if you come back anti vaccine,
1: <laughs> go fuck yourself.
0: Welcome to small plaques, smallpox land.
1: <laughs> small plaques? What's small plaques?
0: Small plaques. That's a whole different thing. You're definitely going to want a vaccine for small plaques.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a silly boy. <laughs> This is the point in the podcast where Randy and Kevin open various browser tabs and frantically Google various facts and miscellany in order to sound knowledgeable and well-researched in the interest of time. This has been condensed into a short, but we think pithy announcement. Goodbye.
0: Is this the world we created? Uh, Brian May and Freddie Mercury. It's a short song. Two minutes, 13, uh, and it's just a Freddie singing and Brian on guitar recorded at Musicland Studios in Munich in January of 84. And uh, just from what I'm reading here, Kev, it looks like it was sort of put together so they had a, a song in the middle of their night uh, that they could just do a little sort of musical interlude and have the two of them kind of do this ballady segment at the front of the stage. Uh, that's what I'm gathering from uh, from what's read here.
1: Yeah, and you know, and it like before we sort of broke there, you said that you weren't sure that you were familiar with this one. And when you hear it, I'm sure you'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get it. I know what they were going for, I know what that is. I can see, you know, but I think it's kind of interesting though that um, it's Roger, this is Roger Taylor's guitar. I found that Brian May played oh, Chad Atkins. That's... Yeah, Chad Atkins CE nylon string guitar, but it was Roger Taylor's, I guess. So.
0: Oh, oh, that's when he played it live, he used that but he used the, the Ovation Pacemaker 1615 guitar, oh. which had been used on Love of My Life. Now, right. I'm not sure whose that is, uh, and nor am I familiar with that particular guitar, but uh, familiar with the Ovation guitars, for sure. Uh, pretty cool that they would use uh, they would use the same acoustic from Love of My Life onto their next ballady tune. Hey, that's pretty cool.
1: And I did read too, Randy, that I didn't know this, um, which quite excited me, is that Freddie actually did track a piano. Parts for this song, yeah. which I would mm-hmm. have loved to have heard. And I actually, yeah, it would be. I wonder if, because they've done uh, News of the World, they've done like a News of the World box set, and they've done The Miracle. If they go back and do, a, if they ever go back into the archives and dig shit out and start, you know, putting out unreleased stuff, maybe this is one of the things that will come out as a, a piano only version or a piano and guitar version as this will come. be super cool. That would be cool. Alright, well we've jibber-jabbered, so let's um, let's listen to a little bit of this song, Randy. And it is a short song, it's only just over a couple of minutes. So we're going to rip through this one pretty quickly.
0: That's good. Well, we don't want to burden the good people.
1: There are no good people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking pessimist. There is
1: only Zool. <laughs> Sounds beautiful, hey eh?
0: So it's a nicely picked intro, Kev. It's good. I like it. It's
1: got a ton of reverb on there, too, hey. Eh? Like a huge sounds like a big, huge hall, a big church or something, right? Got a big feel yeah. to it.
0: Yeah, it's probably got a little little slap delay on it as well, too. I wasn't paying too much attention to that, but I'll listen.
1: Just look at
0: all those hungry mouths we have to feed. Take a look at we breed. So many lonely faces scattered all around, for what they need.
1: I don't know if you've ever heard that criticism of Ozzy Osbourne, where when he wrote his because obviously Iommi used to write all the music, and then he'd bring the music, and Ozzy would write the lyrics and you know figure out the melody and whatnot. One of the criticisms that I've always heard is that Ozzy only ever sang the melody, whatever I only played, that's what Ozzy sang, which I don't think is pl- always. It's not always true. He just true. followed it. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not always true. But it, you know, I, for sure, it's in some parts. But you get that in this too, right? Where you're, you can hear the the guitar part, the guitar lead, you know, underneath the, whatever the rhythm is playing, mm-hmm. um, and Freddie's vocal, they are matching. But it's there's times when you can do it to really good effect, and I think this melodically is definitely one of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good so far. Absolutely.
1: So, first, listen is this something that you, you definitely don't think you've heard then?
0: I, I have not heard this. No, okay. No, this is the first. Is this the world we create?
1: Big reverb on Freddie's vocal too. There's reverb everywhere on this one. Right? So. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I mean, sometimes soaking stuff in verb, it, it works and it sounds great. And and these guys really hate it. it's I mean, yeah, they're they're really making bold worldly statements here. They're not talking yeah. about well, like in some of the reading we did, we're not they're not this isn't a ballad like love of my life. This is yeah. this is the world we created. What do we do it for? Is this the world we invaded against the law? I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> interesting.
1: Well, I think we'll get into the lyrics a little bit at the end. Let's not, I don't want to give too much away on my thoughts about that, but we'll we'll let's we'll dissect them later. But let's let's just let's just revel in the melody for now, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I think we're having similar thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There inside a happy home somewhere a wealthy man is sitting on his throne waiting for life to go by oh,
1: When you listen to that too, when he sings Devastated and Invaded in the first verse, he pulls it yeah. back. That's not Freddie yeah. going full throttle. And and again, I think that's that thing that I always love about the truly sort of top tier of vocalists is they understand how to use their voice properly and dynamically to do different things within a song where, you know, Fat Bottom Girls, he's full on and it's all chest and he's just belting every single note. With this one, he's dialing it back and he's still got plenty of power and punch to it but he's kind of reining it in and just making sure he's not overpowering Brian's acoustic guitar. There's no drums in there, you know?
0: Yeah. It's it's interesting too. I wonder, I wonder if this is, I'm just kind of looking it up here because I did not look, is this the 12 string version? It it looks like it is. And I'm just wondering if it's nylon stringed. I think it might be a nylon stringed, uh, 12 string, which is okay. Which is quite interesting. I'm just listening to it as it's going by here. And it Mm -hmm. sounds like it's got nylon strings, but anyhow, uh, i could be wrong we could move on
1: it doesn't attack that it doesn't have that same attack though that wound strings would have right like especially on those lower notes
0: well yeah well yeah what i'm really hearing is the ones on the on the higher notes where you okay. hear kind of slap they kind of get like a uh, nylon strings get kind of slappy okay uh it, so so uh either way yeah super cool right to the bone, if there's a goal.
1: Quick in and out, man. No bridge, that's, no uh, no bridge, no solo, no pissing about. It's just a real short little song.
0: Yeah, that's it. Get in, get out, hit him hard, hit him low. <laughs> Fast, high, low, quick, in, out, they did it.
1: <laughs> right. Also, this was the B side to um It's a Hard Life, the single.
0: Okay, Kev, so is this the world we created? Does it it bite the dust? (laughs) Or is it a champion?
1: I think, honestly, this might be the toughest one I've had to decide yet. But I am going to say...
0: And
1: And I will expound on why um, once I've asked you if this is a champion or whether you think it should bite the dust. Fucking hell. And one girl, and one, girl, one the dust, yeah. yeah I mean okay so it's a beautiful 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 piece of music I think Freddie's vocal is fantastic like I said it, it's a an exercise in restraint and control um but it's it's such a thin song and it's it's kind of in a sense it's quite unqueeny where Love of My Life at least has it's got a harp in it and there's some movement in it. And there's stuff going on with this one's just a bit, uh, two guys in a fucking pub in Deptford, just you know what I mean? Like I don't know, it's a bit, it's a bit thin for me. I don't know. It just it's honestly to me,
0: and maybe this is from reading the write-up here, but to me it seems like it's pandering. Like they they needed a song or or needed or wanted, whatever a song that they could go up and they could play acoustically. So they just sat down and they just, they just wrote one and this is what they came up with. And, uh, and it just seems, yeah, you're using the word thin and, and whatnot, but yeah, I find, I find the lyrics to be pandering and just a bit, just a bit, uh, I don't know. It just seemed like, you know, a bit, a bit nothing burger.
1: Yeah. And okay. The the elephant in the room for, I think some queen fans with this one too, is, You write a song like this about the world that we created when you're multi-millionaires and you're sitting on you know you're sitting on private jets and you've got golden thrones and picassos and all this kind of stuff and then later the same year when this comes out you go to sun city and you basically sort of you know you're union busting you're going breaking the picket line you're going to south africa and you're playing in south africa in an apartheid regime and raking the money in it's sort of just this song and the lyrics in this song just completely lose their impact and it just feels uh, a bit shallow and sort of it's it's got that bono feel to it. It's the thing that people fucking hate about Bono. You we think, well, yeah, yeah, we we can feel the feed the world bono, and you could probably do it on your own, you prick, you know. Yeah. Okay, well, so, so I was unaware of, of that, but
0: yeah, that does it, it is a bit uh that's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Hey, like it is. Yeah, it's you know, hey, you know, let's let me sing and tell you guys all about how horrible everything is, at uh two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> a show per ticket <laughs> or whatever you know
1: what i'm saying i will um, also quickly say though and i'm gonna a little bit of a sort of a flip-flop sort of devil's advocate thing here but i, I do think that i think they probably were sincere at the same time
0: yeah of I course
1: sincere but misguided is where i would land them but i think the misguided bit outweighs the sincere bit so.
0: right right and, and i would just like to actually i would like to add uh the 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 acoustic guitar playing is brilliant I, I love the sound of that ovation it sounds it sounds really great it's brilliantly played and of course Freddie is just really on point and he's his vocals are outstanding you know could you find a flaw in his vocals I mean I I couldn't it just sounded wonderful yeah and drenched in the big sea of reverb but you know that, that that's an old that's an old old producer trick fuck I do it all the time right you know, and <laughs> I'm trying to make this little sound a little more interesting Well, it's, you know soak it in verb man yeah it's just it just might be just a touch a touch a touch weak sauce in the songwriting department and t- talented people c- can write can write mediocre songs and you know so and, and that's maybe what just happened here so but I think the world of Twitter they'll they'll give us their feedback
1: oh yeah they'll what let us sur- know what it surprise you to know too though this was the album closer from the works
0: well I had read that in some of our our little preamble here and mm-hmm. And they were saying, yeah, to to close on a on a soft note or whatever. So, yeah, you know, probably wouldn't be what I would do. I'd I'd stick the ballad somewhere, you know, in the middle end or whatever, and yeah, and then maybe try to end on something super cool. But I mean, the fuck do Dude, I know? I'm not. I'm not your, ballad,
1: your ballad is the midpoint of side two. Every rock and roller knows that. That's where you put <laughs> a ballad. Oh, that's where you fucking put a rock. <laughs> 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 that's where they go. <laughs> queen lightweights. The weird song is always the second song on side two, you know, all with a ripper on side two, put your weird shit on the the second, the next song, mm-hmm. you know, a bit of ballad in the middle. And that's what you do. Jesus Christ. Yeah. These, who are these guys in 1984? Don't know that. Jesus.
0: I know. Just imagine if they'd had your guidance
1: or my guidance, really. Well, you know, Randy, I mean, I'm not going to say they would have been bigger, but I'm not going to say they wouldn't have been, you know?
0: No, no. And I wouldn't say that either, because I really think had we had control of their career there, they might've been able to play some really big concerts.
1: (laughs) Hey, you know what? Speaking of though, what we should do quickly is we should have a quick listen to, because I want to show you, because even though, you know, for all the reasons we've said, the song's a bit, or we think the song's a bit lacking, man, when they played it live aid and Freddie comes back out and it's nighttime. And it's that thing of time and place you know and i think that it's it's almost you could almost argue it's a little bit of dirty pool because you're there for live aid and it's about the starving kids in africa so this song really resonates but at the same time you kind of think well give the people what they want maybe i don't know so i'm going to play a little bit of this for you so it. That's gotta be nylon, right? That is, yeah. You yeah, for it. sure. I mean it just sounds mm-hmm. sounds different.
0: Yeah. Unsteel. Just look at all those we have to find. take
1: a- love his vocal man like it's yeah it's, it's when you see it live it's like it's, you kind of it throws you back to of course holy fuck it was good <laughs> you know? so. yeah
0: yeah well, and like you said there just before he started singing he's he's mugging to the crowd yeah. and he's yeah i mean he was well let's face it this is why we're all sitting here listening to uh to this right now because of <laughs> him brilliant uh yeah amazing vocalist amazing guitarist yeah mediocre
1: song yeah, so I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of glad we got this one. In a way, it wasn't what I wanted to listen to, to be honest. But we did get something from an album we haven't had.
0: Mm-hmm. That's um,
1: good. I think it's a it's a good song to talk about because, again, you've got that collision between the excess of rock stardom and especially Freddie in the early '80s was full on hedonism, and you get that sort of clash between a message of you know purity and hope and everything else that can sound a bit contrived. But again, it's hard to. And like I said, this is one of those that if we had a third option, Randy, I think this likely would have been there because, yeah, Brian's playing is just is so yeah. beautiful on this, and Freddie's vocals great. So, so yeah, it's just a shitty lyric.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's ultimately what's what's suffered in this particular song here. So,
1: and also, I don't want to sort of bring this up to uh, you know to the cardinal, but if there's a god in the sky looking down, there isn't so the point is moot. So you, you, I mean, the rest mm-hmm. of that verse or the rest of that chorus just needs. Uh, yeah. What, what can he think
0: of what we've done to the world that he created? Well, I guess he wouldn't because it doesn't exist. And uh, we're pretty much responsible for our own demise. So uh, go fuck yourself.
1: Well, I don't think so either though, because you know, it's it's <laughs> I, I, it, it, what he would think of what we've done to the world. He created is that it's all in my plan. Because as we all know, yeah. he's got one. Uh, it's the master plan too. I don't think it's a very good one based no. on current evidence, but, you know.
0: Maybe, maybe all of us atheists should hold <laughs> a meeting with God and see if we can like, you know, uh, what do you, you know, we need a mediator. Let's fuck. let's sort this shit out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love how I was hitching this thing someone said to him once, you know, if, if you, you know, when you die and say like, it turns out you're wrong mm-hmm. and you get up to... The pearly gates, whatever, and you know, I said, Well, why didn't you believe? Us? Well, you didn't give me enough evidence. Like, what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna change my mind. Uh, brilliant! All right, well, I think that's that. Well, you know, we've, we've we've covered a queen song, Randy. It's a short queen song, it's off the works. We've chalked another one off. I think we're it's good to be back in the saddle. Um, I think we're back, in, after we're back in
0: fighting shape. Yeah, Kev's uh, Kev's back. Uh, I can see, I can see him He's right now. He's sprinting around his studio. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he's coming back to the mic. And <laughs> are you, you all right there, Kev? Oh, thank goodness. Wow. Yeah, Kev's, Kev's doing good. we got another episode out. You know, uh, some people didn't like the Starfleet thing. But, uh, you know, I can't win them all.
1: Look, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It's okay to be wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think uh, probably a good policy to have a spare episode in the bank. Just in case. Kev eats another bad piece of seafood.
1: Well, I think so, and we're gonna to have to record one soon because we burned our we burned our episode.
0: We burned our buffer.
1: <laughs> that, that sounds rude. <laughs> I know. I did want to give a quick shout out, Randy. I I don't know if you noticed today on my um Book of Faces uh feed mm. that I was on a you. I was on a I was a guest on a podcast recently. You it's the Sean Geek. Um, well yes the very same the very same me
0: wow i'm surprised i didn't didn't really know you're actually really into podcasting
1: yeah you know people asking i'm like well i'll be selective but when sean geek and fast fret say do you want to be on the podcast you absolutely say yes in a heartbeat oh,
0: um nice. and i don't know if
1: you know sean or todd McGinnity. no don't know who they are no winnipeg musicians you would be i should tell you some of their stuff mate they're very very good I know that you would like them. And they're also, apart from being sensationally brilliant musicians, also wonderful human beings, like just genuinely nice people. And so we sat down for, Jesus Christ, I think it was about two, two and a half hours maybe, and just talked and talked and talked. Well, you know me. Talked and talked and then uh, talked a bit more, and they edited it down and put it out as a podcast. But I will say that one of the lovely things they did was they put one of my songs in their show, which I thought was very nice of them and they didn't need to do, but was super cool, so...
0: Oh, good for you. Right on. Terrific. I, uh, I have played with more than one, um, musician from Winnipeg and Winnipeg absolutely outputs some of the most amazing musicians in Canada, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who's not from around here, uh, Winnipeg is eight hours from almost everything. (laughs) And I mean literally almost everything with the exception of Brandon and nobody really wants to go to Brandon. So what happens is there's this weird little island of a million people living in the city and, and there, well, there used to be lots of places to play. So they breed spectacular musicians, uh, many of which are, are, you know, famous in Canada and, and, and beyond actually. So yeah, yeah. shout out to, uh, Winnipeg.
1: And I will send you some, I will send you some, uh, dome and some for fortune. But I'm going to read out quickly, Randy. We don't do this very often, or I don't know if we've ever done it at all. I'm going to read out the shows on the Deep Dive Podcast Network, which we are very um, happy to be a part of. So you've got John, Corey, and Scott over at Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited. So that's my friend Corey Morissette. Uh, Corey Morissette again, and John at Backtracks Theme Music. Corey again. And his friend Mark and my friend Mark Kamara, at And The Podcast Will Rock, which is the podcast, of course, that we are based on. Uh, Scott Askin does the Uriah Heat, The Magician's Podcast, with the backing of the band from the get-go, which is crazy. Nate and John at The Deep Purple Podcast, The Simple Man at Skinnered Reconsidered, which I think is Randy's favorite podcast name. Uh, Terry T-Bone Mathley at T-Bone's Prime Cuts on the other side. Rye at Sabbath Bloody Podcast. Paul, Joe, and David at In The Lap of the Pods, the other Queen podcast that I took a huge amount of inspiration for uh, starting this one. Uh, Andy and Matt at Hawk Vinge, the Hawkman podcast. Eric and Jonathan at Maiden A to Z. No prizes for guessing what that covers. Uh, Daniel and Josh at Diary of the Mad Men, the Ultimate Aussie podcast. Ben and Sam at Universally Speaking, the Red Hot Chili Peppers podcast. George and Hattie uh, at the Judas Priestcast. And go check out Judas Priest Cast because George and Hattie have just put out a few incredible episodes celebrating Pride Month where they managed to get a whole bunch of different people from the LGBTQ community in talking about Pride Week, but also talking about Judas Priest. Uh, Clay and Riot, North by South Podcast, which is a podcast that compares American and Canadian music. Greg and Jonathan at So Far, So Pod, So What? Uh, my podcast, The Tom Petty Project, you can check out. Uh, Quinn at And Volume For All, which is an astounding podcast. It's about the history of heavy metal, and it's just phenomenal. He's a very, very funny dude. Uh, Sam, Ooh. Nick, and Steve, and Mark at The Rock Roulette Podcast, and Chaz and Greg at Regarding Lulu. Now... Just finish on regarding Lulu. Randy, are you aware of this album that Metallica and Lou Reed did? No. no. What do you think an album by Metallica and Lou Reed might be like? Off the top of your head, no preconceptions. What? What's your first? What is your, what's What's the first adjectives that come to your brain?
0: Interesting. Not well suited to each other. Um. Yeah. I don't know. How about that?
1: Okay. Well, I'll give you a two word review from what I've heard so far. It's fucking weird. It's really oh. fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you're 100% right. They don't go together. And it's just, <laughs> holy fuck, it's weird. Yeah.
0: Two, two word <laughs> review. <laughs>
1: <A> Not shit sandwich. <laughs> Uh, fucking hell. You, you can't say that. They
0: can't say that, can they? They can't frame that. <laughs> you, should have saw, you should have saw the cover they wanted. <laughs>
1: is this the world
0: we created? My summation would be an Every Rose Has a Thorn-Level Song performed by two talented musicians. If I were to title this episode, I'd call it This Is the World We Created or Possibly We Need a Ballad for the Live Show. We'd sure like to know what you have to say about Queen, so you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. If you got some time, drop us a line. We love to hear from you. We'll be back with you next week to talk about Queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Pod Review. Seaside Pod Review. Give us a kiss Cavie. Seaside Pod Review.
1: I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.